What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. I am sick to death of DeSantis versus Trump. This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. All right, look, Problematics, I have been wanting to delve into this for months now because I've been tired of the Trump versus DeSantis thing for a really, really long time. But, you know, something just happened very recently that really kind of just it, it just sent me over the it just sent me over the edge. It just made me so tired of all of this. And it just really made me just it, it made not my blood boil because I don't get really angry about politics, but it just really fundamentally spoke to every single reason why I'm just so tired of all of this. Okay, so first of all, the DeSantis versus Trump thing, both of these candidates have weaknesses, okay? And I don't think that it's it's any it's untoward or anything like that to say. I am a political commentator. I'm a political analyst. I am not paid by either one of these people, nor am I paid for anybody else that's running for office on the Republican side. I know all of their people follow me and watch me because I'm one of the only ones that will actually say the real things that need to be said about both of them. But I just want to make it clear that I'm not paid by any of these people. Like, I'm, I'm an independent dude. Like, I'm just out here, you know, having my popcorn watching this like everybody else. And I think that, honestly, the most annoying thing about DeSantis versus Trump has very little to do with Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. And has everything to do with their annoying um, influencers, mercenaries, paid propagandists, whatever you want to call these people that keep on sniping at each other online and they keep on sniping at everybody else for not quote unquote choosing a side. I'm over it. It's annoying. 
okay? Because on one hand, and I'm, I'm going to talk about the DeSantis people first. But on one hand, you've got the DeSantis people who are culturally illiterate, who come into the game like these annoying school marms trying to kind of like scold everybody else. And then you got the Trump people who run around Twitter and run around Instagram looking like complete lunatics. Like Laura Loomer is a maniac. Alex Bruzewitz is hot, but crazy. And, it, you know, it, it just, these people are annoying. Okay, so let me get into the, the Ron DeSantis here. And this is the thing that happened. So Ashley St. Clair, who's on, who's a, a I mean, I'm going to call Ashley an influencer. She happens to be a, a, a personal friend of mine. One of the few people in this whole space I'm actually friends with in real life. And she made a very, what I thought was a very funny um, little video about the um the DeSantis heel gate. Basically there's this conspiracy theory that, you know, when DeSantis deigned to appear on real time with Bill Maher that he was wearing heels, you know, under under his suit to make him seem taller. DeSantis is not a tall dude. And Ashley made this video which is very funny. Uh, which is just basically, you know, it's it's you know, it's point of view, your DeSantis going out, she put some heels on, you know, it's 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 really funny. It's a funny video. Probably didn't think anything of it. And so here comes Christina Pushaw, who is the DeSantis' team's uh, rapid response director, right? And she's she's very smart. And like I've I've met Christina multiple times. I've had dinner with her, whatever. Like we I, I'm not friends with people in politics, but I have a, a, a pretty good sort of acquaintance relationship with Christina. I think she's a smart woman. And so she hops on that immediately, completely humorlessly, and sort of scolds Ashley um, about, you know, whether or not, you know, everything that's going on between, you know, Israel and in the Middle East and all that stuff right now, this is what you talk about. And it's like, first of all, Christina, like you're 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 humorless, like you're missing the joke. All right. The joke is it's it's a cultural funny thing about whether DeSantis wears heels or not. Right. But you made it super serious. Um, you made it boring. You made it humorless. You're wagging your finger. You made it unfunny. And it's fundamentally this is why the DeSantis people are such a turnoff on social media. There's such a turnoff on Twitter because this is all you see from them. All you see from them is super seriousness. All you see from them is a lack of humor. These people have uh, complete what I call cultural illiteracy. They have no clue what is going on culturally in the conservative movement and the MAGA movement like in the world they think that they can be divorced from this and since they're so serious and they're the smart kids in the room that everybody else is going to fall in line like it's a bad look and it's what turns people off of you all right and I don't think that they realize this and like I said this speaks to the innate humorlessness of the DeSantis people. I found out how humorless DeSantis is himself when I had dinner with him. That's another episode. We'll, we'll get into that in the future, uh, problematics. But these people have the zero sense of humor. So now, the way to go about this, if you had people that were culturally relevant, if you had people that knew how to crack a smile, if you, knew how to, if you had people that knew how to take a joke, then get in on the joke. The, the most appropriate thing that you should have done when you saw Ashley make this very funny, very cultural joke is if, if I'm in the DeSantis team, which I'm not, they obviously, they're not going to have anybody like me in that team. But I would say, oh, oh, 
governor, governor, come here, come governor. So there's this thing that's going crazy online. You like, there's something funny that we should do to kind of like poke fun at yourself to 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 make sure that people know that you're not a robot. Because one of the biggest criticisms that people have of Ron DeSantis is that the man is a robot, that the man is humorless. All right, that he's a policy wonk and he gets stuff done. But that's he, that's not the dude that people are going to want to have a beer with. Like, he's just not. DeSantis is not that dude. And if you had smart people working for you, those – if you had – no, no. He has smart people working for him. He has people that are culturally illiterate working for him. So if you had people that were both smart and culturally literate, that's what they would do. They would have created a video to be in on the joke to poke fun at himself. All right? They would have, like, people call Ron DeSantis Meatball Run. Meatball is funny, all right? I, they, like, they need to be in on the joke, but they're not. They're humorless, all right? And and that's why um, the base doesn't like them, all right? So that's why the DeSantis people get a minor. And that's why I'm so sick of sort of this Trump versus DeSantis thing. But, but either, either more, that was more of a criticism of the humorlessness of the DeSantis people, Um than a sort of critique of why I'm tired of the Trump versus Santas. Because all these people freaking do is attack each other on Twitter all day long. It's crazy. Because anybody that is on Twitter right now that is paying this much attention to this race at this point, there has not been one vote cast in this primary. All right? Anybody that is that online right now has already made their decision. Anybody that is this online at this point right now and is paying attention to anything that you're doing has already made their decision. So you guys are screaming into an empty room like lunatics arguing with each other and it turns everybody off. Because at some point in time, somebody's gonna get the nomination and the party's gonna have to coalesce and come together and, and get behind a nominee, right? But, you know, look, that's not to be said that that primary campaigns don't get ugly and everybody eventually comes together and, and plays nice together. I mean, you know, Kamala Harris practically called Joe Biden a Ku Klux Klan member um, and he, he made her as vice president. All right. So so everybody comes back together and plays nice. All right, Problematics, we're going to put a pin in that for now because I'm going to get into the Trump people in tomorrow's episode. Coming up, I got in a little bit of trouble on social media over the weekend talking about how women in Miami dress, and we'll get into that right after the break. All right, Problematics, look, I live in Miami. Miami is a very fun place, but Miami is a very strange place, particularly when it comes to the way women present themselves in Miami. You know, you've seen all the clips, you've seen all the stuff, and it is just a very bizarre place. So uh, I did a little clip, you know, problematics. I don't know what your age ranges are or anything like that, but um, I'm sort of doing the TikTok thing now. I got to get what the kids are. And, you know, I did a little walk and talk video that I posted on TikTok and posted on Instagram and caused a little conversation. It actually got reported on TikTok, but I'm going to play for you exactly what I had to say about how the women in Miami dress. The average woman in Miami walks around looking like an absolute hooker. Like I'm talking like an actual prostitute. I'm talking about like actual OnlyFans. I, like they literally walk around, like I was walking around in Brickell earlier 
And they're walking around in these little outfits, like their BBLs are hanging out, like their ass is hanging out, you know, their boobs are hanging out, like they're doing all of this other stuff. You know, they've got the, the lips and they've got the cheeks and the BBL and the Botox and all of that other stuff. And the weird thing about Miami is that it's this weird bubble to where all these chicks look like this. And they think it's cute because they all look like it, but they don't know how crazy they all look. And these are the same chicks that are running around talking about they won't do any less than six figures and six feet tall and all of that other stuff. And they're not even talking about six figures at this point. Like these women are trying to get millionaires. And like, you're never going to bag like a man of means looking like that because he's just gonna run through you and run onto the next. All right, so look, look, we keep it real up in here. And that is, that's what's going on. Now that video got, you know, reported for hate speech on TikTok. It caused a lot of conversation on Twitter because I, as I was recording this video, I was walking to the beach. So I've got, I've, you know, shirts open, you know, sun's out, guns out, chest out, all that stuff. I, I live in Miami. I live in Miami. I was walking to the beach at that point. The women that I was referencing uh, were women that I had seen walking around in downtown Miami. If you know your Miami geography, there's a couple, there's a lot of different neighborhoods and a lot of different vibes in Miami. And so this has caused a lot of a lot of commotion um, on on Twitter and and on Instagram, and a lot of people are like, first of all, people are like, well, you're gay. Who are you to comment on how women dress, how they're presenting themselves, et cetera, et cetera? I'm a gay dude. Look, honestly, I prefer to be friends with straight guys. Most of my like my closest friends in the world are straight men. I don't get along with gay dudes. They're they're catty and 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 feminine and 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 competitive and and they just are not good friends. So I've moved away from them in friendship realm. So I deal with a lot of straight men and I listen to the stories that they tell me about their dating lives. The 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 stories that they tell me about things that they have to deal with with women in the scene, et cetera, et cetera. And the women that I was referencing were walking around in downtown Miami in the Brickell area. And these women, they were not coming from the gym. This was not Lululemon in, in a training bra or anything like that. Like they were, they were not coming from the gym. These women were obviously walking around. And this woman was wearing what can only be described as some kind of onesie that was very, very short. And so look, her boobs are hanging out. The BBL is hanging out. She's in flip-flops. And they walk around in Miami. And this is the craziest thing to me. I don't necessarily read as gay immediately. You know, people don't know I'm gay from space. So I've, more or less I'm seeing as kind of just like, you know, any other guy, you know, walking down the street. And these women have this energy, like their nose is always so turned up. They're just like, oh my God, you know, I don't, I hope nobody tries to talk to me. God forbid someone tries to hit on me as I walk down the street with my boobs and my butt and my BBL hanging out. And so this is a cultural thing that's going on. And so apparently maybe this is just new to me because I am new to Miami. Uh, maybe this is a big city thing all across the country. I do not know, but I definitely wanted to comment on it because it is definitely a thing. And so, like I said in the video, these are the same women who think that they somehow are entitled to some man that is six foot tall and makes six figures plus and, you know, has a boat and has 
you know, a, a five, seven, eight million dollar home or whatever. So they feel entitled to all of this stuff while to the world they are presenting themselves as if they're on their way to their next OnlyFans shoot. And that was the point uh, of all of this. To have a cultural critique of, of some of these women. And I'll tell you a story. There is, I have a, uh, a friend of a friend. And this family is money, money, money. I mean, insane money. Born into money. We're talking private jet, multiple homes, all that wealthy. And this person is good looking, great guy. He's a friend of mine. He's a single dude. And he said, Rob, we had dinner one night. I think not, not Soho House or something like that. And he says, Rob, you have no idea what it is actually like to date. And this man has means. This is a man of true means. All right. We're not talking about, you know, the the, the fake the fake luxury Miami millionaire that's, you know, driving the rented Lambo and all that stuff. We're talking about a man with actual means. And he says, Rob, you have no idea what dating is like because these women they want, he was like, number one, they're in your pockets immediately. As soon as you meet, they're trying to figure out, they're looking at your watch, they're looking at your shoes, they're looking at your belt, they're trying to figure out what kind of car you drive, they're asking you where you live, they want to know if you have a house on the water, all of this other stuff. And so for me, like, I'm an observer, because gay dating and dating in the gay world and all that stuff like that's my world. And that comes with its own set of very specific issues. But that's not a, a mainstream conversation. So that, that's irrelevant to this. But when I look at the dating world as an observer, I may as well be, you know, Jane Goodall <laughs> you know, looking at the, the gorillas in the mist or whatever. I'm just like, you know, looking at the mating rituals of the average heterosexual. And it seems to me that these men that all of these women seem to be bagging, there seems to be one of them for every 30 or 40 women that are running around here with the noses up in the air, talking about they want a high value man, high value man, high value man. And also, and again, this is from what I see, what I experience when I'm going out, when I'm looking around, when I look around at my city and all this other stuff, the women that are actually being chosen by these men tend to be more on the demure side. These are women that would generally not carry themselves like these two young ladies that I saw running around Brickle with the BBLs and the lips and, and the, the, you know, the BBLs on the two thick legs and all that other stuff. So it would seem to me as an observer that probably the type of men that really go for the women that are walking around with everything hanging out and all of that stuff are not very high quality men themselves. So you get these women and so these women are going to, you know, link up with actors, ballers, whatever. And these high, these quote unquote high value men that they're all trying to look for, all these high value men are going to look at them like, you know, she may be fun for a weekend in Vegas. She may be fun for a weekend in Miami, but I, that, that's, I'm not taking that home. And that's, you know, and, and that talk was apparently too real for TikTok. Because TikTok wasn't into it. And so that is honestly what I truly think about the high-value man debate, women, how they dress and carry themselves in Miami, all of that other stuff. And we're going to get into a lot more culture stuff here on out. 
problematics. Like we're, we're, we're getting cultural. We're, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of politics. I'll give you guys one politics segment an episode, but we're, we're getting much more into, into culture here because I think that, and the reason I'm talking about culture more problematics is that no matter what happens in this country in 2024, whether it goes left or right, the culture is already shifting to the right. So I'm focusing a lot more of my energy on the culture moving forward. All right, Problematics, coming up next, one of my favorite parts, which is where I go live and talk to you about what you want to talk about on Facebook. Um, One of you had a very, very interesting point that I got into, and I'm going to bring that to you right after the break. All right, Problematics, it's Q&A time. This is my favorite segment, one of my favorite segments that I do on the podcast. So I go to my Facebook page, which is at Rob Smith Online, and I go live and I, and I ask you guys, you know, what you're thinking and what is going on. And so at this point in time right now is where I ask you what you want to talk about. And it looks like People want to talk about election integrity, and I want to read what somebody had to say about election integrity, because I think that this is very, 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 very important. And this is from Mike. This is what Mike says. There is nothing more important than election integrity, not energy, not abortion, not foreign aid, not foreign enemies, not the southern border, not civil rights, not the economy, not climate change. Nothing else matters because everything, including your freedom, hinges on free, fair, and accurate elections. So Mike, I think you are absolutely right. And I think that election integrity is something that does not get spoken of enough. I really do. Because I've been very clear, Problematics, about what I think about the 2020 election. I've been very, very clear that I truly believe that Donald Trump lost that election. While believing 110% also that there was malfeasance going on. Because here's the thing. And let's talk about election integrity a little bit. Let's talk about what happened in 2020. And let's talk about, because I think that this all comes together and coalesces with another line that the left has, because, you know, these people want to abolish the electoral college. Because in their minds, the electoral college is not sufficiently um, representing the will of the people. This is what Libs would say. And all of these things coalesce together, right? Because when you look at California and New York, these are two most, these are the two biggest populated states in this entire country. New York and California are the reasons that I do not know that a Republican will ever win the popular vote ever again throughout the course of history. A Republican will never win because New York and California have such huge sway over the populace because they are such heavily populated states. These are also states that are de facto one-party states. These are one-party rule, one-party states. Um, Conservatives, Republicans have absolutely no control really in New York or California because, again, we've had uniparty losers for, for, for far too long. And the reason that election integrity is so important is that I believe right now in New York and California, they are stealing these elections left and right, particularly in these large cities. I absolutely 100% believe that. 
with the stuff that James O'Keefe over there um, at OMG Media, I think that he had broke some of this stuff when he was in Project Veritas. Um, the way the the dirty tricks that that they're using um, to not only you know generate voter you know dead voters and all of that other stuff, but I feel like um, James O'Keefe also did a sting where I believe it was this. There was a voter that was an Act Blue donor. And she was a small dollar donor. You know, this woman is like, yeah, you know, I gave 25, 30 bucks, et cetera, et cetera. They cross-checked the rolls and there were hundreds of, th- there were thousands, I think it was like tens of thousands of dollars that were given under this woman's name that she did not give. So obviously this was dark money that was flowing into these elections under this woman's name, who's a real person, who's a registered Act Blue donor. So they're running that thing, right? And also in these bigger cities, and I call them the S-hole cities, and I don't say S. They are running all sorts of games in these cities, in New York City and in, in L.A. and all of these cities. And, and I've always said before, and I was saying this at the point in time, because some of the Trump people were running around looking crazy in November of 2020, talking about these far-fetched stories of Dominion being accessed via some machine in Venezuela, like all of that stuff was just very far-fetched. It just wasn't real. And I remember saying at the time, if you guys focused on those three swing states, you guys focused on Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, it was Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia. You focus on these three swing states and you focus on those dim-run cities in those three swing states that's where your election fraud is coming from. That's where it is right there. Everybody saw what happened in, in Atlanta, Georgia, where uh, you know some water pipe went out while they were counting votes, and then all of a sudden nobody saw anything until the next morning. I said this at the time, if you would have focused your energy there instead of going you know wild and crazy, but you know the Trump people, they're just not disciplined. They have no, they have no discipline and no focus. So they're running around like crazy and they're talking about, oh my God, there's private jets that are that are landing, you know, with the votes and and, and there's machines and in Venezuela because Venezuela, like it's just crazy talk. All right. So yes, election integrity is super important. And the RNC is doing nothing for election integrity. The Trump people are doing nothing for election integrity. We don't have and I say this all the time, why the left wins is because they actually fund things. Republicans don't fund anything but media companies and crappy political candidates. They don't fund ideas or organizations that are actually doing anything. So Republicans are not funding any hardcore election integrity initiatives. They're not doing that. And the billionaire donor class is not doing that. You know, they're throwing money at Nikki Haley or they're throwing money at whoever, all right? And so these are these are the reasons why Republicans lose. Like, it took me five years of being a Republican to realize, like, oh, this is why these people are losers. Um, this is why this country is where it is. Because these people um, have no focus. They have no imagination. They're culturally illiterate. And they allow the left to run them. And there's so many uniparty rhinos that want a pat on the head from CNN or or MSNBC or the New York Times or whatever 
you know? And I, I know some of these people in real life. Like, I know some people who are very, very heavily, they were born into Republican politics. And this is how these people think. Like, they, they're not fighters. They don't care. You know, they don't want to be... They don't want to be excommunicated from. They they still want to go to the Yale Club, you know. And this is this is what the this is what the, that party is. And try to save that party on your own. So I do believe I'm I'm right there with you, Mike. I do believe that election integrity really does matter. And if Republicans, conservatives, right left, whatever you want to call it, if they don't deal with election integrity is a real issue, then I think that you're right. I think that we will not have a country because what we're seeing um, in this country, like this is banana republic stuff, some of the things that that we are seeing um, in our elections. So Mike, I, I think that you are absolutely correct. All right, as always, thank you, Problematics, for... All right, as always, thank you, Problematic, so much for joining me. You can download Can't Cancel Rob Smith on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can always follow me on social media on Twitter, uh, now X, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Rob Smith Online.